Second Hanai, welcome to the podcast. We're all kind of like off the rails here because we just found out some news. Today's the day we found out that Andrew Yang might be suspending his campaign. NPR and CNN confirmed. Yes. So um, we're jumping live right into our podcast with this news and also welcoming our guest, Nikki from Dying for Sex Podcast. It's so cool to have you here. Thank you for having me. Yes, Nikki. um, Do you kind of do you what what do you do right before you start your podcast? Are you scrolling through news? How do you get yourself prepared? No, I don't do any. I just show up and I'm just like, what's happening? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, my podcast isn't really based off of like pop culture, but I do another podcast, Straight Talk with Ross, where it is pop culture based. So yeah, there's that weird feeling of like we have to be so on top of it because by the time our podcast comes out the next day, you don't want it to be old. So you literally just just found this out like five like as yeah. I sat down well my podcast doesn't you know it's obviously insightful conversations with interesting people um, but it I my talk show has to do with well, yeah. live events are and you also, getting oh, yeah. stuff right before you walk on that stage like yeah. the, and you're probably getting it also yeah. in your ear actually just this wow. morning we were getting in the update about um, I stand with Gail the mm-hmm. hashtag and we decided to bring that up so that we could keep ourselves abreast yeah. what was going on. And so, yes, of course, you have to. Yeah. Nikki, yeah. it's Hi. so good to have you on. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you don't have to cover like news, like like this type of stuff. <laughs> right? But okay, when you called your podcast Dying for Sex, break it down for us. Why okay. exactly Dying for Sex? Okay, so my best friend Molly was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. Okay, okay? and when she got the news that it, it, she was diagnosed with it and then it came back as metastatic, which we all know means... There's no cure. That's probably most likely what you're going to die from. Um, So when she got diagnosed as metastatic, she just kind of made a really bold move that most people may not understand at first, but you'll learn and grow to understand it as you listen to the podcast. But she decided to leave her husband of 15 years and move into an apartment and have as much sex as she possibly could. So that's what our podcast is about. <laughs> Look at your face, Jeannie. I'm fucking dying for sex, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, wait, 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 so, wait, wait. Small questions. Yeah. Was her marriage falling apart? Clearly. Yes. Um, yes, there were issues in the marriage that I think um, dated before she got diagnosed with cancer, and then, you know, when you're when your dynamic changes from husband to wife to caretaker and cancer patient, things shift, strange. and it's yeah. strange. And I think there were maybe some issues before that, and I they just became sort of more friends and it just sort of started to crumble apart and he wasn't meeting her where she needed and I don't think she was able to meet him where he needed and did they have kids no no children so no children got it um does she tell her fuck boys that Mm -hmm. are there girls too uh she tried she tried the girl thing and she was like "Eh." she wasn't into it but she went for it she tried it okay she she dove in she's living on the edge yeah (laughs) and when it came to the boys does she tell them that she has cancer no I shouldn't tell any of them. So, I guess it's none of their business because she's not really continuing a relationship with them. But what if they fall in love with these her? These are great questions. I'm a great host. I know you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the interesting thing was Molly, when she was diagnosed originally with cancer, kept it very private. Didn't want to be sort of viewed as a quote unquote cancer patient. Yeah. So she wouldn't really allow me to tell any mutual friends. She kept it very close to the chest. And then when she was re diagnosed, she didn't really tell anybody either. So when she was hanging out with these fuck boys, she didn't reveal to any of them, even though she had had a double mastectomy and reconstructive breast surgery, had scars, you know, on her lymph nodes mm. and stuff. Um, she was still like looking like a smoking hot chick because she just kind of 
pulled herself together and said, I want to. What's her gram? Right. <laughs> I want to see her picture. What's her gram? I, 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 you know, I no, just tell me. Um, here, I'll show you. I, I don't, don't want to say it out loud okay, just okay. yet, but I'll show you. Got it. So you're going to die when you see this, but don't say anything about it because I, I kind of want to keep it. Oh my God, I can't see. I'm going to put my old lady glasses on. Oh, now I can this see. Is, this, this story is amazing. Though. I love that you love this because I'm going to be honest with you. Let's tell me. say you, I mean, we all ask ourselves at some point in our lives the question, what would you do if you find out you were dying? Oh, it's an Android. You're having trouble with it. Oh my God. Navigating who an Android. Uses this? Oh my God. <laughs> you guys, you, all my Androidians out there. We're a really, big Android family. Seriously, yeah. we at Nikki, please, because How it's you not find, that different. Thank you. No, I was it's like, not. where's the typing thing? Where's the typing <laughs> we, thing? When just, I show you this, you're going to be like, what? But I don't want to reveal this just yet because it's kind of a. <laughs> okay, like, here. Here you go. <gasps> okay, you guys, I'm looking at a page that is full of beautiful, sensual, feminine pictures. It's a woman, no face, no case, and she's covered in different types of lingerie. Mm -hmm. You see panty shots. She's got a super flat belly. <laughs> and oh my God, there's even some S&M. There's Bonnie. Yeah, and if you yeah. zoom in the yeah. words that she adds to those photos. Oh, and then there's small yeah, types of really small, small statements script. about sort of like some of the most beautiful art is born out of constraints. How can I apply that to my life? Yeah. Isn't wow. that interesting? So the the yeah. So the pictures are very sexual, but the the text is very death related or life related or you know, just being contemplative. What do these men think? when she invites them to come have sex. So they sort of meet on Tinder and they go um, through the normal dating app. It's like Bumble, like you can find a lot of things you didn't think you could find you on the dating app. you can find a lot app. that are just available for plain old sex. Absolutely, right? which I didn't know existed because I never did the, right. I, I never did the dating app. You never apps. swiped Me right? Either. Never did. <laughs> but I did get to swipe right for her. So I would go through and she would look at this and I'd be like, nope, yep, yep, let's see this one. Like, What does her bio say? There's no date involved. It's just come over for sex? No, or? I, you know, she kept it a little more on the down low. So she, she says things to them like, hey, I'd like to get to know you, like, you know, open for conversation. But it's amazing how quickly it goes to sex if you allow it to. So she could have conversations with guys and go back and forth and be very uh, you know introspective and thoughtful or it could go straight to dick pic like yeah. immediately yeah. and she got to yeah. decide when she wanted that and some days it, it was her help dictated it other days um it was just like what she was in the mood for and right. so she just kind of went for all of it and she's picking guys that are hot and all the boxes checked or she doesn't care. You know, at first it was like, let's get the hot factor. And as time goes on, she's really open to really kind of all shapes, sizes. Is she practicing safe sex? Yes. And is That's she... Ironic. What? She doesn't have to. Right? Well, you <laughs> yeah, know, but that's no, funny. No, no, for them no. too. Uh, right, but you know, that's uh, interesting though. But if you uh, think about it, her brain could say, "Well, why do I have to practice safe sex?" Like, well, because it's respectful deal, right? to them. Yeah, and also, if she yeah, contracted something, yeah. her health could be completely compromised because when you're on chemo and you're on, your immune system is low and you're going through radiation and on. I mean, yeah. it would just destroy her. So she had to be very careful. Right. <laughs> right. What yeah. if she gets pregnant? Well, she can't technically. Yeah, you can't get she, pregnant if explain. you have cancer. Well, it, the kind of treatment that she received oh. the first round kind of took that out of the of, out, out of the picture. So she wasn't even like nothing was really functioning normally for her. So yeah, is she tired and can she walk to work today? 
<laughs> you know what? I don't want to tell you that. I feel like having her tell you that in the podcast really is. It's just a six episode series. So it comes out on the 12th. So you'll get the first two episodes um, and then it'll keep continuing one a week. And it's only six. And it's like this beautiful series about her journey. And I feel like she'll be able to explain that way better than I will. So and you, you as her best year just yeah. alongside with her uh-huh. talking and journaling her journey for yeah, us how, when, At what point did you guys decide to record all this stuff? Like what? I love all you guys. Are, I love this. Thank you for being so interested. That's my brother Dennis. We're I, both really smart and good. I, and then Mama works with me, so we're just I love part this. of the same Thank tribe. you. It's just so nice <laughs> to talk about. So Molly and I, when she got re-diagnosed and moved out into her little apartment, she moved near me so we could be closer. So I'd pick her up every Wednesday, and we'd go to our old ladies' lunch. We'd either go like to Hugo's, or we'd go to um, on, over on to Hunga, like yeah, in amazing LA. Pancakes. And we, right, where you could just sit <laughs> for hours and talk. And then one day she said she started telling me all about all of these guys, and I said. Molly, this is this is amazing and not the norm. Can we document this? Like, I feel like it's a TV show, like a show. It should be called Dying for Sex. And she was like, ooh. And we've always wanted to work together. And we've always wanted to create something. So this was like that great moment where we're like, ding, 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 ding. This is it. So um, we just started documenting it. And we recorded some episodes. And then we brought it to Wondery, which is amazing. They they do Dirty John, Dr. Death. So we brought them to them. And they have shaped this into a six-episode series that comes out. And I can't wait Genius. for you guys to hear it. I really like the infographics that they did on that thing. I don't know what it is, but Ginny wanted like cartoony graphics yeah. for... Like, I don't know, for whatever, just you to like, get some it, animations. Yeah. Wait, are infographics illustrations that kind of... Ex- no, that it's car- more like cartoons. I don't know what it yeah, was. Yeah, but it's but like a cartoon yeah. that... Like words and then Describes... Like, sh- the first thing, Star-like. the first person I ever saw that did it was the comedian Dane, Dane Cook. Cook. Okay. Dane Cook. And he used to tell his stand-up and somebody illustrated a cartoon that went with the stand-up oh, and it just really made it smart. so funny. So yeah. if that's what you guys have, I'm yeah, looking for that. that. So maybe I might yeah, get come, that from yeah, you. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And if you want to see that, you can follow me at Nikki Boyer because I have it posted and it's B-O-Y-E-R. all over. B-O-Y-E-R. Thank you. Yeah. That's so and cool. And I-K-K-I, yeah. Yeah, so... And is so, your friend doing okay? Um, I feel like... And you seem so happy. Like, are, do you guys talk about the fact that her last day is coming? Well, we do, and it's in the podcast. I hate to be that person that's like, listen to the podcast. No, but you know what I mean? Like, she really does a beautiful job of sort of taking you on this journey of what it's like for her to be sexual, be on, you know, not to be dramatic, but on death's doorstep and what that journey is like. And then what's even more amazing is what she learns about sex and love along the way um, of her process of like, balancing both of these things at the same time but what I love is that sex for her is the antithesis to death it feels excuse me it feels like she's still like an active living human by like doing the most natural thing we do which is effing right like it's just so primal and so for her that was how she sort of entered that like self-discovery phase does she plan on staying anonymous like her Instagram page oh Um, yeah I don't I think by the end of the podcast you will uh you'll know a lot about her. Wow. It'll be all revealed. It's interesting because her, her Instagram is basically all... Uh, faceless. Faceless. Yeah. Yeah. No it's face, neck, no neck case. Down, neck down, yeah. lingerie yeah. shots and stuff like that. So. Right. Yeah, so there's some, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of hot. To, yeah. And and, yeah. and revealing who she is, I think, is part of, you know, holding her cards close. You're making me think about why I don't live my life as a hoe. And... <laughs> I did have my moments when I was younger. I absolutely had some times where I was reckless. Yeah. I don't know why I even have to describe it as reckless, right? Because right. if you're just having sex, it's not necessarily like I'm a bad person right. for choosing not to engage in anything deeper than just something uh, physical. Right. But the concerns for me that mm-hmm. kept me from living that life 
And obviously, I joke, you guys, like, I want you to go out there and live your life as long <laughs> as it's safe. Right. Um, but for me, the reason why I couldn't just fuck is because I can't get turned on if it doesn't involve mm. intimate conversation or connection. Or, I get that. Um, or uh, um, humor or yeah. even... I know this sounds crazy, but even knowing life goals, I mm-hmm. like a person who's driven. I want right. to know that this person's passionate. I don't care if it's some shit that I'm not even into. I was with somebody who was into hunting, and I have nothing to do with hunting, and I actually really love the wildlife and don't want to see them dead, but right. because this person was so driven and so passionate about it, I, le- I loved to y- learn from this person, and yeah. that is what made me attractive, and that's what makes the panties come off for me. Yeah, I get so that. I, I get it. it's called a sapiosexual, mm-hmm. and so <laughs> I imagine your friend is completely either choosing to or isn't into anything more it can turn off that part of the brain that needs to turn on the engines down there i th- yes you are tapping into something right I th- she sort of what you'll learn from her story she was robbed of those moments that i think we get in our youth so when she got diagnosed and got out of her marriage it was like kind of a rebirth like i want to do my 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 late teens and early 20s and that's when i was having the most sex i don't know about everybody else but like that time in your life when your body's like on fire and ready to go and she kind of wanted to reclaim that but she did come to the point that you're talking about like she does come to that point where it's like huh this there's an itch and i it's not quite scratching it so she the discovery she comes to within that is really cool to listen to so and that's the part that separates us from the rabbits that's 100%. the part that separates us from yeah, yeah. animal from kingdom. Just, yeah, interesting. I can't wait. You know what, Jeannie? Because you're you're so fucking smart and so like Thank you. you are like you're one of my favorite people. Though I love watching you ah. on the show. Ah. You're so intuitive. Wow. Uh, you're so like aware of like stating your opinion, but not like shoving it down somebody's throat. Like you're so good at that. So I can't wait to hear what you think about this when I you get to the end. I promise to listen to it. And I promise I'll connect with you to let you know what I, I think because that. I love listening to different women's journeys, of course. Yeah. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, I want to ask Nikki more about the discoveries of a woman's sensuality and her connection with her sexuality and how to live a good home end for yourself without <laughs> having that. to wait till that last yeah. day. No, you're right. Good. Okay, when we come back. <laughs> We are with Nikki Boyer from the podcast Dying for Sex, which is coming out February 12th. Mm-hmm. And I'm dying to hear it. Like, the, <laughs> Are you excited wait. too? You know, I have been working so closely with everyone on this. And the creative team that I got paired up with is a dream. So I feel like... I feel like taking the story that was just in my life and now... In, in Molly's life and now making it... I don't know. I'm not I'm not articulating myself very well right now. Making it sort of this like for me it was just our lives. It was what we talked about at lunch and now all of a sudden it's got this big platform and it's really empowering and it's causing people to ask themselves questions like what would you do with the time that you have left? Like mm. what if someone said to you like we're all going to die, right? We're all inching towards that. It's a little morbid, yeah. but um but it's real. But it's real. And and what are you going to do with that time? And and for Molly, I think her choice was very clear and it sort of bobs and weaves through different phases of that. But I think more than anything, it's like, what do you, what would you do? Like, right. what would you do, Jeannie? Like, what would be on your bucket list? I think I would actually take a little uh, page out of your book with Dying for Sex. Now, I'm in a serious relationship right now okay. and I'm very fulfilled. Right. But if I wasn't, mm-hmm. and I very much remember what it was like to be single after divorce, I actually did consider that. Like, why don't I just hook up for a while? Until something changes and makes me want to settle down, right. you know. Um, so I could absolutely see that being a thing. Now, now if we look at it psychologically for women, 
I think it could be a slippery slope mm-hmm. because it depends on what the intention is for the woman. Your friend has made it very clear that she's not trying to get latched on and because she knows her outcome, mm. she can't. She right. can't possibly actually get latched on and she's already barred herself from trying to learn more about John or Mike <laughs> because she doesn't have a future that's possible with them. So it's easier to kind of turn that mind off. Now for many women who don't have like a, a deadline coming up, you know, a, an actual... Like, not intended. Right, right. But <laughs> let's just be real. If they don't, right. if they have a whole life ahead of them, it's really hard to turn off that emotional, that emotional switch from getting attached. Right, right. But right. You, like, I wonder, does she totally. cuddle? Is she spooning with them afterwards? Are they talking? Are they asking how their day is? Well, you that know what's day? funny is I think those things will latch you. She does latch on. Oh shit! At times. See? Yeah. So it's funny. It's really amazing that you're bringing this up because as much as she cerebrally would say, "This is just sex. I'm just gonna get out there and explore my body and reclaim things," there was a part of her that was interested and feeling invested and would get vulnerable and would want to cuddle and would need sometimes when she wasn't feeling well would say okay we're not gonna fuck but maybe let's just hang out together so it was it, it you, you'll see from her journey that it, it it gets it gets muddy because sometimes your intentions and what you're what you want and what you're doing sometimes don't always match up okay right? so that's part one of the problem and then tell me <laughs> right? if i'm wrong yeah part two of the problem i would think guys liking her no boom it is even more attractive right. to be with the woman who doesn't desire a long going re- relationship with you that isn't desiring for you to be their one and only so the fact that she's kind of playing the air quotes right. dude and she's like I just need you for tonight, honey, and then the door's right there on your way out. Like right. that makes them even more want, want to more. pursue her. Yeah. So and is that, that happening? That, is that does true? happen. Yeah. Yes, that happens. Yeah. In fact, there's a lot of guys with um certain fetishes. Give us just one. Well, fetish it's really she funny discovers. you bring up the foot fetish because she meets a guy who never experienced foot fetishes. She didn't, but she going through her phone, you see thousands of foot photos and she got really good of hers that she would send to people that were obsessed and it was always men you're right like that's interesting not to make make it all gender specific but it's mainly men that I think are interested in women's feet and I asked her this and she actually says this in the podcast she said oddly enough if you look at a woman's foot and a man's foot but women's foot women's foots women's feet kind of resemble the female body right like there's the say. curve in the middle, there's the bottom, the top, and there's something with the t- like. Especially but- if you have a bunion. <laughs> I have a bunion. Oh. oh, it's terrible. His name is Paul. I still oh, love I thought that you named Her him. name is Paulette. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a foot fetish time, but she learned like some of the guys like dirty feet, some of the guys like wrinkled feet, some of the that. guys like when your so- the sole of your foot is r- squished up. Like it wasn't all about beauty. It was sometimes it's just about raw feet. What? Like and where does that where does that Never start? Never dirty. Like like uh, Molly and I talk about it all. We would talk about it. We'd be like, where does this start? And she's like, I think there's something in childhood that happens during like with urine or with feces or with feet. Like something some wires get crossed where you start to associate sexual feelings around an image or an idea of something that you saw in the past or I don't know we were like it has to be attached to something yeah. right I will say actually on the foot fetish subject for women and Tell men me more. is I am well first of all you're gonna say you know more common with men have you ever seen a man's foot is what I was gonna say but truthfully <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some beautiful feet on a man and it 
I'm not going to say it turns me no, on. No, but it's kind of hot. Because it's you're like, hot. I, I know you're talking about feet. And because it's like being like, wow, you don't have ugly feet. Right. right. I like yes. it. Yes. Yeah. And, You're not wrong. Right. Yeah, it's and it's kind of yeah. like a beautiful penis, a beautiful foot. Yes. Right. Interesting. And then also, my biggest turn on are hands. The hands. I don't know how to appreciate hands. Oh. But I agree with you that the only reason why I'll pay more attention to a man's beautiful foot is because it's not grody and yuck. Right. Mm-hmm. And so then all of a sudden you appreciate it because right. it's not all knuckly and and hairy and, hairy and you knuckly. know dry. Knuckly. So that's that's true. Fungus. There's gotta be some girls who like that, right? Like Yeah, love me some fungus. Yeah, well, if you guys if anybody likes it, please I mean let us know. Yeah, I'd, let I'd, us be, know. I'd be I'd be fascinated below. to talk to a woman that has a foot fetish. I would, uh, totally. I would love to know. I would love to know. Yeah. Okay. I wonder what are some fetishes that women have because now I'm wondering I I haven't heard specifically from a woman that they're into Mm. fetish unless it's like I know okay here's one that you always have to be careful with in talking about but I've never been able to talk about it so I feel like this is my space do it it's really interesting how as much as it's dangerous and it's not you know it's it's a sign of uh, abuse in the bedroom I don't know a woman who doesn't like to get choked 100% yeah. Right. Hundred percent. The reason why women like to be choked is because it's a simulation of danger. Uh, it, there's a sensation of feeling good, but it's like, okay, I know you could be dangerous as a man, and you could choke me and kill me, but you're not. You're you're doing it in a way that is is intentionally not to hurt me. And so, is it mm. a little bit of a control? It's like it's like behind there, or is like it the, a daddy thing? Like what no, is it's it? It's like the thrill of having sex in public with the risk of getting caught. You ah. know, there's like this ah. element. Ah. Oh, yes. And yeah. and and when mm. you're getting choked, it's like there's this element of danger. But I know that he's not going to actually kill yes. me. Right. That's why it's fun. It's interesting. Pl- little sidebar to the boys out there. I do want to tell you that there's an art to choking correctly. Now again. I just want to put it out there. We have to make sure it's consensual. Yeah. Make sure to ask and 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 let's see actual eye contact when the person says yes. I would like to be choked, and it's playfully choking. Yeah, don't ask them after you're choking because that yes. yeah. doesn't isn't yeah. That yes. doesn't count. Yes, and yeah. So make sure that we're consensually doing this. But men, if you're choking the ladies, it's never on the trachea, and it's never to the point that the woman's turning blue right. and is like gasping. But it's, it's it's a pretend choke, and it's on the sides of the neck. Mm-hmm. You're never pressing your fucking man thumb on a fucking trachea, you idiot. Like on the sides of the throat, gently, little hair pulling. Yeah. Like make it a right. whole combo. Thank oh, you. I'm just so I learned so much about you tonight. I like it. It's really funny because the podcast is where I can actually like breathe Love a little that. bit more as yeah. opposed to like network television. Right? Could you imagine? Lose my job. They like hey, drag you off the Good morning. Stage. Uh, today we're going to talk about choking, choking. and choking. <laughs> there, there's other kinds of cho- choking too, which is interesting. Like choking the choking the the dick, the like, penis. Like, is oh. it really choking it though? How do you mean? Well, I heard uh, this is uh, we are going down a rabbit hole here, and I like it. Um, just really holding on tight to the point where it feels like um, what? Tell me. I've, Dan Savage has talked about this. Yes, I love Dan Savage. Yeah, oh, I yeah. love Dan Savage and, too. He, and he's talked about what he called it like the the death grip. Yeah, the penis death yeah, grip. Yeah, yeah. And it's basically like some dudes it will mess them up because they're used to masturbating with the death grip. Right. And then when a girl touches him or something, he's like, it's not tight yeah, enough because exactly. I'm not getting so stro- my like, dick isn't being strangled. Oh, and so hence born the uh, the cock ring yeah because the cock ring yeah, is basically like simulating that this mm-hmm. restricts the string blood. wow anyway what yeah what? <laughs> i'm sorry so <laughs> i love this what? so yes molly found it all she found foot fetishes she found a guy that comes over and just wants to be wants to humiliated wants to what kicked in the balls in- 
So wait, this man, how hard does he want it done? And is it hurting him? So she didn't know what she was doing. She said, I'm willing to do this because she was very, she's very open-minded, non-judgy, like super willing to kind Great of best go friend. wherever, right? <laughs> um, so I asked her, I said, how hard were you kicking? And she said, well, I'm kind of weak because, you know, I have cancer. Um, I'm not in great shape right now, but it was swift. Like the hardest that I could kick is yeah. how hard I kicked him. Yeah. And he didn't uh, ejaculate shoes or from no? it. No mm. shoes. I asked her that because I was like, oh, high heels. And she's like, no, he wanted bare feet. And he really showed me where on my foot to kick. Like he really educated her, yeah. and um, laces. And- what? <laughs> what is it? Uh, the laces. laces. Out. Yeah, it's a soccer yeah. term. Yeah. And he, um, he just kind of he just showed her how to do it, and she said it was it was there was no joke. It was hard, but he didn't come from. Can I say that on this? Yeah. Show? I'm sorry. He didn't come from it, but um, he just left. And she said, great. But I'm that's great. all he wanted. That's all he wanted. So I said to Molly, what do you think that was? And she was like, think about it. It's spank bank material. He's got that now, not only in his mind like a porn, but he experienced it. So now it's visceral and he can hold on to that when he wants to pleasure himself. But that was his fetish. But why not go right there? Men are really good with fantasy, I've heard. Yeah, why not complete it since he has a partner? (laughs) I don't even know if that's possible when you're being kicked. I mean, I don't know. I don't have nuts. Like, what does it feel like to be completely it's fucking awful? Awful, yeah, right? It's painful. Yeah. How did and and I thought it's like the most excruciating pain that guys have to go through. If if it was done to them. If 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 let's say Morav, let's say that was your fetish, I'd be like, okay, let's let's try it. I'll try it. I'll try it. Right. right? I'll try it. Right. Like, um. And if you're getting off on it, that would get me off. Like, uh, oh, mm. wow, she's getting excited. Okay, I'll try. Ah! You know, so, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, babe. This is so, you know what I mean? And then that would excite me that it's making you happy, though. You know what I mean? Oh, but yeah. personally, like, I, I don't think, you know what I mean? I think that, that would be fun. Like, oh, wow, she's really good off of it. You know what I mean? But. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just, I don't yeah. know. People, you know what? Sex and trauma are very linked, mm-hmm. I think. I, you know, not to go in all, like, to the psychology of it, but I think. Absolutely. Right. And yes. so what. He, what was that for him and why does that feel hot and exciting and or maybe it feels like trauma that he's trying to sexualize so he can control it I don't know I mean I'm just making this stuff up but who knows but she was open she was game it's kind of like that show kids say the darndest things people do the darndest sex <laughs> you know <laughs> I like it's really what people it is. do the darndest like, sex <laughs> did any of these suitors mm-hmm. partners fuckboys whatever right. of Molly's find out that she has cancer she does like as as her illness side sort of gets worse you know it's harder and harder to hide you know the chemo ports and the bald spots on her head from radiation and and things like that so i think as time goes on she does sort of open up that part of herself to a few guys that she feels safe with and um it's actually kind of comedic how she does it and it's one of the episodes in the podcast it's totally worth listening to because it's kind of like it's kind of pulling the curtain back and being like so what happens when you do sort of get the sex out of the way and start just connecting as a human being and what that's like I mean can you imagine having sex with a woman and then all of a sudden going oh there's, there's scars oh there's a por- oh oh and then she says oh I, I have stage four breast cancer and I mean could you imagine like some guys thought it was hotter. I would notice those things, though. I don't know why. I, maybe it's in the dark how she's doing this. You but know I what would notice funny? Somebody's... Confidence is hot. Confidence like, yeah, is hot, hot yeah. and you'd be surprised that not, this is going to sound very sexist, but I'm just going to say it. That men, when there's like a 
tits and vagina in the mix, I think that's kind of all they see sometimes. Yeah. Like I remember one of my gay friends said to me once, I was like, oh my God, I have so much cellulite on my leg. And he's he was like, what? He's like, as just telling you, even a gay man, I'm not even interested in your body, but that is the last thing I see on you. I see all the other attributes. I don't even notice that, but that's all I see on myself. And I think with guys, sometimes we think they're looking at like, you know, the cellulite on our legs or the fat roll or the arm thing that's hanging over. And they're just paying attention to the, the other the good. Cellulite, parts. Here's the thing. Um, growing, and I, I've growing up, like there was commercials about how what cottage cheese size and I've always thought cellulite was hot. All boys Wait, say what? that. All boys say that. I always what? thought cellulite yes. was hot. Cottage okay. cheese thighs was always hot to me. Always. Oh my God. I've That's never heard. Thick, thick fat. I've heard like, that. I like it. The it's, aftershock. What does that mean? It means that the ripple. Oh, yes, yes, Wait. yes. So why would you be surprised that that doesn't connotate a more voluptuous feminine shape? I guess because it's been pounded into my head the that industry. it's ugly and gross. Because women think it's nasty. Yeah. But what? Women, yes. So here's right? the other thing. So Jeannie does things like uh, she always uses nipple covers and stuff like that. And like, dude, for guys, we don't care. Like, it's it, either way, whatever makes you Interesting, happy. Interesting, yeah. We think, of course, like, free the nipple. <laughs> free the nip. When it comes to your guys' friendship, I want to know, how has this enhanced your friendship? Because I know it probably drew you and Molly closer than you've ever been before. That is such a beautiful question. And yes. what, are you prepared for that day? The first question is, yes, it kind of pinpoints you into this moment in time when we're together that, that yes, we all, you know, uh, I don't know, we all know we're on borrowed time, but when you actually mm. really know that with the person you're spending time with, it causes you to just shed all the bullshit, go straight to vulnerability, go straight to deep conversations. And la like we laugh so much because we also know that like it's healing to laugh. So it it's definitely gotten us closer. It's funny, the cancer, the, she always says the gift of cancer, which is fascinating and she says that, but it causes you to really shed the crap and just really connect on a human, spiritual, funny level that can involve sex sometimes. But yeah, it's 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 an amazing way to kind of experience someone when you know like you've you're, you're on borrowed time yeah if you were god forbid but mm -hmm. if you were ever placed in the same situation where your time your days started getting counted would you take a page out of molly's book mm. you know i'm in a really awesome partnership like okay. with my boyfriend that i've been with for 10 years we've I've, I feel like I did what Molly wanted, like what Molly was doing, I feel like I did in my 20s. Um, so I don't know if I would do that, but maybe like for me, I, I'm kind of lame. Like I don't know if I really experiment sexually. I think I would do more of things that are out of my wheelhouse, which is like sell my house and just go fucking like live in other countries and go yeah. randomly. Like that's my version of sex. Right. That's like, what right? I thought I would do. Yeah. That's, yeah. That was always the answer to my question if I were to find just out I had go, 10 days left is right? just to go travel right. right but everybody's version of travel or sex or freedom mm -hmm. adventure is different and you, we draw our lines in the sand and we think we know what we're gonna do and then when reality hits us you don't really know what you're gonna do when in, unless that information is like dumped on you and so it's it, that's another good thing with this podcast is like some people may judge like why is she doing this oh that poor husband and oh my god how is she handling everything that's too much but it's like until you get your terminal mm -hmm. diagnosis which I hope nobody gets but until that time comes you really don't know what you're capable of it's a much more dramatic situation to 
have to place yourself to understand you can't judge a person until you're in the shoes of, of, of them having their last days, yeah. right? But that's actually true for any, any. decision that's that you look at. I mean, like, some <laughs> yeah. some off the top of my head is why did Hillary stay with Bill when he cheated on her? You, unless you're in her shoes, you don't get it. You know, right. why did um, Octomom decide to <laughs> shoot eight babies into her? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But, like, until Crazy. you're there, you can sit there and judge as much as you want. But until you're there, I know... For me, there's a lot of questionable things about my life, whether it was why I stayed in my marriage that long before mm -hmm. I divorced or, you know, um, a, a lot of choices that I made. But until you were there, you right. know what it was when you did. Right. And maybe you do different, but you know why it made sense that you did it at that time. Right. For we all have the different level you're links to our past. We all have different experiences. Same thing. Like, why does he like getting kicked in the nuts? I bet it's not. <laughs> it's like, it's probably very layered for him. If he really went to therapy and figured it out, it's probably yeah. like related to something intense. But yeah, it's everyone's experiences. Totally. Yeah. You should find out if he would be a guest. <laughs> Um, I'll I'll reach out. He's, been, he's probably the most normal of all of us. We have, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, yeah, okay, so I'll have you guys' taxes ready by yeah. uh, April. Right. <laughs> yeah. I love this. Well, Nikki, we are excited for your podcast. You. I can't wait to mm -hmm. watch Dying for Sex. Again, it's launching tomorrow, so it's already on as soon as you it's hear gonna this be, podcast. Yeah, as soon as you hear this podcast, it's out. Yeah, yeah. go subscribe to it. Listen to the trailer. Rate it. Review it. Like, just... I think it's it's not just about death. It's not just about sex. Really, it's about life and what you do with the time that you have left. So if that appeals to you, I think this journey that Molly goes on will be kind of eye-opening. So, yeah, enjoy. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for this interview. I Tinder account, man. That's crazy. <laughs> I shopped the ward or like like the hospitals. <laughs> Is that what people are doing? Is that how people are hooking up Maybe. in the hospitals? <laughs> It's a yeah. whole new world. Oh, God. That's an app. You know how it shows how far away they uh -huh. are from you? It's like, this person is 25 feet from you. You're in the hospital bed. Yeah, she did get busy in a hospital bed, and that's in an episode. So you what? should listen. Oh, so listen to that. so good. Yeah, so just listen. Wait, just tell me this last question really quick. How many is she at so far? Oh, I, we've lost count. Wow. Ooh, go get them, girl. Damn. And that is why you've got to listen to Dying for Sex. Thank you, everybody. Have a great week, Sexy. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.